0: How's it going, everybody? Jeff Slakey with KMAS and continuing my conversations around the different school districts in Mason County. I'm in North Mason School District right now, talking to Dana Rosenbach. Ten years now you've been doing this. This is
1: my tenth year, yeah.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. It's a wonderful community to be a part of for so long.
0: It really has grown over the years, and I think leading into this being your tenth year, that's where I kind of want to start. You've seen here in the Belfair area and your... Pool of students has really increased over these last couple months and year they've added a lot of new housing here.
1: They really have. And we expect a lot more growth. So we are up to almost 2,300 students this year. Although we always find that our September count is a little low and our October count is usually much higher. Okay. So we're expecting to surpass that number, which would meet our projections. But because of all the the building and housing growth in the community, we've, over the last couple years, done some demographic reports. And we get a new one at the end of October. They're a 10-year report. And so... Our last report in 2021 told us that by, or 2022, by 2032, over a 10-year span, we could expect uh, different for each grade band of school, but on average, almost a 25% increase in enrollment. So a little higher at the high school, actually, than the elementary. But we wanted to confirm that this year with this fall, because there is still so much building going on. And a lot of what is happening now, or is on the books with Mason County, wasn't there, or wasn't, you know recorded anywhere when they did their report so we want to make sure is that still the trend we're planning for or is it a little bit different and interestingly we did our first report in 2017 and we had a specific trajectory which looked kind of similar to the one we have now but then COVID happened Uh so we were on this this line and then we had this COVID drop and then we were back on the same trajectory. So last year we got back to our pre-COVID enrollment level and kind of started the same line again, but from where we left off. So it's very interesting to watch that and look at the enrollment and different kinds of kids and coming into school.
0: What are some of the overall big goals that you are looking ahead to this school year as we get things underway and I'm sure you had to add new teachers as you as you get going too. What are some of the ways here? Yeah,
1: we have about twenty new teaching or counseling staff members in the district, a little bit of attrition, but some new positions as well. But we actually I have a lot of transition in my district office in my leadership team. So over the last three years, my whole cabinet retired. Uh-huh. And with that in place, I started looking at looking at our data, talking to our community, our, our schools. Kids and kind of wanting to make sure that as we brought new people in, we were really targeting the needs of our community and our district. So we reorganized that, we reorganized the positions. I have three new people in place, and with the, the addition of the final person this summer, we were able to really take a hard look at our data. And we've looked at our data for years, and like every district, we've written. Goals and we've worked hard to achieve, and we have really great staff, and we have the right tools in place, and we haven't seen what we needed to see. And we've, we've looked at a lot of those barriers, and we're addressing those barriers by doing stronger early childhood education, for example, and multi-tiered systems of support for kids in buildings. And But still, we're not quite there. We're seeing growth, but we're not seeing the kind of growth we need to be because of where our kids start out when they get here. But then we, we kind of had an epiphany as a team. We were looking at everything, and we were talking about history, and we are talking about what other districts do, and and we said, you know, the problem with writing goals the way most districts write goals is we write goals that a certain percentage of kids are going to achieve X by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But what about the kids who aren't in that percentage? Right. And then we started asking ourselves, so who is going to identify who that, if we set a goal for 80%, who that 20% is that aren't going to achieve? And, and who's going to be responsible to talk to their families about why we didn't get that yeah. done for them? Yeah. And so when you start to put it in that perspective, you go, we can't think that way. And it's really ambitious to think in terms of 100%. And we know that for all our goals, we're not going to be at 100% in one year but we can plan backwards from that so our goals now in the district are all written in terms of what 100% means. And so in attendance, that means 100% of kids will attend school at least 92% of the time. And that means um, in graduation, we are going to get to 100% graduation. And because we recognize some of the unique needs of our community, and we have a lot of newcomers who might be new to public education of any kind when they come to the United States. So starting in ninth grade and getting 13 years done in four years is pretty ambitious. So we have our, our graduation goal is 100% graduation, 85% minimum on time because of that, that you know, unique demographic that we have. We have goals for the state has a requirement for third grade reading on grade level. And so our goal there is at the end of third grade, 100% of third graders will be reading on grade level. And that's ambitious because we know that kids entering our district right now are only 30% of kids coming into kindergarten have the tools they need to be successful in school. Wow. And that's really tied to our preschool opportunities in our community. There's about 30% of our kids get to attend any kind of preschool program, including the programs that we have, which is then, of course, why we've expanded our transition to kindergarten program and, and looking at different ways. And we really want to continue to look at that and partner with our community to, as a community, how can we sure that 100% of kids get a preschool opportunity?
0: Yeah. So how do you, how do you go out and either advocate for that within the preschools uh, in the area or the early childhood education in the area? Or do you go and talk to the state level, OSPI, and say, we need uh, additional funding to help bridge this gap early on? This is where we're seeing a huge um, potential to help kids as they move through these years.
1: You know, and I think that's a little bit of all of that. We do need better funding at the state. And frankly, last year there was a kind of a battle at the state level between who's in charge of the transitional kindergarten or transition to kindergarten, uh-huh. as we call it now, this program. Is it DCYF, you know, early learning, or is it um, OSPI, K-12 education? And we don't really care who's in charge, Right. we just want to make sure we can provide programs for our kids. So we are continuing to offer that program under new rules this year. We partner with the ESD 114 in Bremerton to provide Head Start and early Head Start programs for our kids in our community. And we are trying to really focus this year on expanding our partnerships with our local providers because we have some good, strong local providers and they have long waiting lists too and don't have room to add. So if we look at how do we add additional programs to support early learning, we do not want to take away business. We do not want to step on the toes of our partners, but we want to build a coalition of how do we all work together to ensure that every kid in North Mason has an opportunity. So It's going to be a long-range project. And then, you know, we still have goals for middle school, the state testing, for high school state testing, all the pieces that go together to get kids to graduation.
0: What's it like on the first day for you now 10 years in and you go and you see the kids smile? You know it's so
1: much fun to go to the buildings and um, see the kids all excited to come in and um, see how everything is working or where we might have to work on some transportation or some parking lots or those kinds of things but it's so great to see the kids coming to school. A new thing I'm doing this year that I'm going I wish I'd been doing this all along but I'm really excited this year so I've asked our buildings to put all their teachers names in a hat and or a little Basket and every Friday, we select one building to select a teacher, and then I get to go and substitute for that teacher oh, or spend some time in their classroom uh-huh. this year. And so, I'm visiting my first classroom, I'm visiting a first grade to help with reading instruction on Thursday, and I'm really looking forward to that that's opportunity. Great. And
0: that's a good chance to get and see everybody,
1: it is, and to see it from the you know boots on the ground perspective. Because even when we go and do walkthroughs in the building, you see stuff, sure, but it's not the same as if you're the one trying to do it and and you're you're embedded and and you're there and so we're we're really looking forward to that i know
0: sometimes when the you know the superintendent comes in things change in the classroom yeah and you know
1: this is and it's only going to be for a portion of a day once a week somewhere but um it's an opportunity for it to be more real and if they don't want me to sub then i will come in and spend an hour hearing they want me to hear sure so i think it'll, it'll be... be
0: they'll have a whole another week that they'll have to get the kids back in line oh yeah after you're out there <laughs> well, i know do I, I get to
1: read aloud this <laughs> week so i've got a stack of my favorite picture books that i'm bringing oh, with me and that's it's gonna be a one. lot of fun that
0: is so much fun That's wonderful. Well, it's always good to hear that things are moving along and progressing great in the North Mason School District. There's always opportunities to volunteer, get involved, uh, check out the job boards as well. And there is uh, plenty of things happening in Belfair and throughout all the variety of schools. How many schools now?
1: We have six actually boots-on-the-ground kind of schools, Mm -hmm. and then online we have um, Homelink as well. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. It's good to talk with you.
1: It's good to talk with you.